0: Shalom and welcome to Parasha Highlights and Insights. This is Rabbi Abraham Fisher. This week we have a double Parasha, the last two Parashot in the book of Bamidbar, Matot and Mase. Uh, from time to time we find ourselves doubling up Parashiot uh, in order to make sure that certain Parashiot will be read at certain times of the year. Uh, this time double up Matot masse so that the following Shabbat uh, we can read Devarim, which has to be the last parasha before Tisha B'av. So we begin with Matot, uh, and the first topic of Matot is the rules of vows, the mitzvot of vows nadarim, uh, first in general one is obligated to fulfill the vows that one makes. If one makes a promise to do something, not to do something, to dedicate something to uh, as a korban, to make something forbidden to him, uh, one is required to fulfill the vows. But the Torah then goes on to say that in certain cases, uh, women's vows can be uh, annulled uh, if the Uh, If the woman in question is actually a girl but but below a certain age and she's still living with her father it is possible for the father to annul the vow to cancel it it out as if it never was made and uh, a married woman's uh, vows can be uh, annulled by her uh, husband but in general uh, with the exception of those cases uh, a woman as well is required to fulfill her vows Uh, Then the next section of the parasha uh, deals with war. Remember, in, in uh, Pinchas, God said to Moshe that it is time to make war against the the Midianim, against the Midianites, um, and now is when the war is going to take place. <clears throat> and it's the last uh, really major event uh, of Moshe's life. And so we're told in great detail about the uh, about the war, uh, starting with. Uh, the attack on uh, Midian, and uh, the Torah. Then, uh, after describing the very successful uh, attack defeating the Midianites, uh, the Torah also describes how the soldiers uh, brought back the spoils from the war. Uh, Moshe rebukes them because he said that. Uh, The the women of Midian were the ones who tempted them to the sins and they should not have been kept uh, alive. Uh, Furthermore, uh, we are taught that the spoils of the war uh, have to be dealt with uh, in in different ways. They have to be purified. The people who were involved in the war uh, have to become purified because they were in contact with the dead. And those vessels that were uh, taken from uh, from the Midianites have to be dealt with on two levels, uh, purging and immersing. Uh, if these are vessels that were used for cooking, and presumably they were used to cook food that wasn't kosher, so they ha- it has to be purged of whatever it had absorbed. And this is the whole area of, uh, of halakha known as Hagalah, sometimes called kashering, uh, preparing vessels that had absorbed something that was not kosher, and making it fit for use. The other uh, issue is immersing because it's uh, also very possible that these uh, vessels were in contact with the dead, and therefore they have to be uh, purified, they have to be made tahor. These are two different uh, issues that have to be dealt with. But we're also uh, told that in a general sense, uh, those utensils that belonged to a non-Jew uh, whether or not they became tame, have to be immersed. Special halacha, uh, and, uh, therefore, even when per- one purchases, uh, new, uh, utensils, uh, food utensils, if they had been in the previous ownership of a non-Jew, it requires, uh, this immersion, tevilat keilim. Uh, we're also told that a portion of the spoils have to be, uh, dedicated to, uh, to Hashem. Uh, first they have to take an invento- inventory of the, uh, of what they had collected. Uh, and then a certain portion has to be separated and offered, given, uh, and dedicated to the Beitabiktash, to the Kohanim. We're then told about the territory, uh, that is to the east of the Jordan, a good deal of which. Uh, is a very good grazing land. So, Reuven and Gad, the tribes of Reuven and Gad, which are tribes that uh, have quite a, a lot in the way of uh, of cattle, uh, would like this territory uh, to be. To be uh, given to them instead of the territory to the uh, to the uh, west of the Jordan, uh, which is the territory that everybody else is going to uh, get, and uh, this was their request. Moshe rebukes them. Uh, he says that uh, this uh, this lack of uh, of interest in settling to the west of the of the Jordan uh, was uh, is a kind of repeat of the sin of their of their fathers uh, when they rejected the land after the sin of the spies. And they respond that uh, we are going to uh, fight side by side with our uh, brethren to help them uh, to conquer the land. Uh, And in the meanwhile, we will uh, build places for our animals to be safe and for our uh, families to be safe. And then we will fight. And then when it is all over and the land has been divided, then we would like the land to the east of the Jordan. And Moshe corrects them. He says, you shouldn't have put your uh, animals before your family. So he corrects them and says, family before animals. And he sets down the conditions. It's very, very clear, positive, negative. If you do this, then you will receive the territory. And if you don't, you will not. And uh, the decision is made and the terms are accepted. And uh, it is then fulfilled. Moshe Alatz uh, sets aside, he says that this territory will be for Ruven and God. He adds to them half of the tribe of Menashe uh, to be there as well. And then the Torah talks in some detail about the cities of the territory of God and the cities of the territory of Ruven and also the conquests of the tribe of Menashe. So we're getting very uh, clear details about the land of Israel, as it's going to be uh, part of uh, the territory of the Jewish people. Uh, then we move into Mase. In Mas'ei, uh we begin the first uh, section of Mas'ei, uh Is a, uh, a listing of all of the territory, uh, all of the stops that B'nai Israel Yisrael uh, had. Uh, along the way from Egypt all the way to the entry to the land. The Torah uh, tells us, of course, that they moved from one place to the other uh, in accordance with God's instructions by making the pillar of cloud, the pillar of fire, uh, move. And uh, in the 40 years that they were in the desert, they uh, went through 42 stages from Egypt to where they are now, in the plains of Moab and Moshe. Uh, recorded all of these, uh, all of these travels. Uh, we're told that uh, they have to prepare to cross the Yardin River. Uh, that is what's going to come up. Um, and when they're going to cross the Yardane River, of course that will be after the death of Moshe, but when they do this, they must take possession of the land, and among the things they have to do is destroy any vestige of idolatry. Uh, they'll settle the land and they will apportion the land and they will do so using a uh, lottery and uh, it's uh, very important that, uh, that they do this uh, exactly as Hashem is instructing them the Torah gives us uh, very clear boundaries of what the land is going to be uh, and uh, on, all, on all of the sides of the land uh, and there will be specific princes, the heads of each one of the tribes, will be in charge of the division of the land for, uh, each for its own, tri- for his own tribe. Uh, there are, there is no territory set aside for the Levi'im, uh, but they do have 48 cities, and those cities, uh, are scattered throughout the, the country, uh, and of course they have territory surrounding each city, uh, for various purposes. Purposes, Six of the 48 cities are going to be cities of refuge, and we talk again about uh, the cities of refuge. If a person, uh, we'll, we'll get to that in a, in a moment, uh, but six cities of refuge, uh, three on the east side of the Jordan and uh, three on the west side of the Jordan, and then another 42 additional cities for the Levian. On the subject of the cities of refuge, the Torah tells us that if a person commits murder, so there are different types of murder. There's inadvertent, premeditated, uh, so inadvertent murder, unintentional, uh, a person who does that is required to go to the city of refuge and to remain there until the death of the Kohen Gadol Premeditated murder is uh, tried, and if uh, found guilty, the person is executed. Uh, and there must, this all must be done on the basis of judgment. In the uh, very last section uh, of the parasha, uh, we continue the story of the daughters of Tzolavchad. Of course, the daughters of Tzolavchad uh, were assigned, uh, were told that they will receive territory in their father's name, uh, they will inherit their father. However, um, the, uh, the leaders of their uh, of their Tribe uh, make an important argument uh, before uh, before Moshe. Uh, They say um, that uh, if these daughters marry uh, into another tribe, then the then the uh, territory that had been assigned to the daughters of Tzolofchad. Will eventually uh, become the territory of a different of a different tribe, and that is something that we would try to avoid. So it's all well and good that the daughters of Tzolofchad have been given land in the name of their of their father Tzolofchad from the tribe of Menashe. Um However, uh, there is a there is a problem. So Moshe makes a decree that uh, the daughters of Tzolofchad uh, must only marry within their tribe. Uh, and uh, indeed any in other case like this in which, uh, uh, in that generation, if a woman, uh, receives the territory because she's the only heir, uh, then uh, she must marry within her tribe. And it is fulfilled, uh, the daughters of Tzilaf marry, uh, their, uh, their cousins. And this brings us to the end of, uh, Sefer Bamidbar. The Torah tells us that these are the various, uh, mitzvot and laws, uh, that, HaShem gave to uh, to Ben Israel through Moshe uh, when they were uh, dwelling in the plains of Moab uh, <clears throat> next to the Jordan opposite uh, Yericho, opposite Jericho let's return to uh, a part of the Pasha and look at it in uh greater uh, greater detail. Um, When Hashem speaks to Moshe and says, to tell Israel, Yisrael, uh, you're going to cross the Jordan uh, to the land of Canaan, vehorashtem et kol you will dispossess all of the inhabitants of the land, you have to conquer it from them, you have to take, over, uh, take it over from them. Uh, and as we said earlier, you have to destroy all idolatry, etc. And then once again it says, vehorashtem et haaretz, Uh, you shall take possession of the land and settle in it because I have given it to you. Uh, Now, some commentaries like Rashi regard this as being a uh, a promise uh, that uh, if you do this properly then you will be successful in taking possession of the land and living there uh, safely and securely. The Ramban, however, goes one step further. The Ramban says that uh, in this pasuk is actually to be found a mitzvah One of the 613 mitzvot that uh, the Ramban uh, says should be counted. One of the 613, one of the 248 positive mitzvot. Uh, And that is, it is the positive commandment to settle the land and take possession of it. Hashem gave the land to the uh, people of Israel, and they uh, must make it a point of settling the land, taking it for themselves, and do not reject it. Um, And the Ramban goes further to say that if uh, Jewish people ever decided to make another place on the earth uh, their their homeland, then that would be in violation of this positive commandment because they are not settling the part of the world that Hashem has designated for them. And of course the Ramban uh, reminds us how important it is to uh, to live in the land of Israel and everybody agrees that it is important uh, to live in the land of Israel and it certainly makes it possible to fulfill other mitzvot but the Ramban uh, regards that uh, the very settling of the land is itself a fulfillment of a mitzvah he, uh, uh, he says so here and he also says so Uh, Elsewhere in his comments on uh, the Rambam's uh, Sefer HaMitzvot, where he says that the the Rambam uh, did not count this as a separate mitzvah, although it is an important prerequisite for the fulfillment of other mitzvot. But the Ramban insists that uh, uh, for the Jewish people, it is a mitzvah to take possession of the land and settle the land, and uh, uh, not to reject this inheritance that God has. Uh, given the people of Israel. I thank you very much for joining me in uh, our exploration of Parashot Matot and Mas'eh, the double parasha of this week. And this has been Rabbi Abram Fisher for Parasha Highlights and Insights saying Shalom.